Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for AMC's The Walking Dead. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 3, called Tell It to the Frogs. Tell it. Yeah. Tell it to the frogs. Uh, no news, no anything like that. Let's get straight into the recap, right? What if the listeners think, God damn, that was some tasty beats I just heard over the introduction there. Where could I get more? Uh, they could probably go to mysterionamusic.com, mysterionamusic.com. And I'll link uh, that. Check that out. I'll link that to the show notes. They're gracious enough to record our introduction for us. Yep. Yep. Uh, very cool stuff. Uh, let's get into the recap. Let's do it. I like to go right into the recap. Right. No dilly dallying. Dive in. Uh, so the episode opens up with Merle on the roof, and he's a little sunstroked, probably coming down off of his cocaine slash meth high, whatever he's got going on. Uh, and he's in bad shape. The zombies have found him now. They know where he's at. Yeah, he's been ex- Mike. So he spent all day and all night and another whole day up there, and he doesn't Apparently. look very good. No, no, he doesn't, because it's hot in Atlanta. Yeah. The sun beating down on you, especially on a rooftop. And he's clearly kind of like out of his mind when we first see him. Yeah, he's- so this was interesting, the stuff he's talking about here, because it, it sounded to me maybe like he was in the military. He was in the military. Yeah, and, and he, he knocked a dude's teeth he, out. He punched a sergeant in the face. Uh-huh. Or some other non-commissioned officer, and then he spent 18 months in the stockade, but it's totally mm-hmm. worth it. Yeah, so... And I feel like that he was hallucinating his brother that we meet later on in episode, Daryl. Yeah. That yeah. He, this is like a conversation he'd be telling, you know, Daryl, and they'd be laughing about. Yeah, because he, he was definitely laughing. He was like, it seemed like, like yeah, he was relaying a story like, yeah, to somebody. Yeah, that's what I said. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing about this is... Immediately after he realizes where he's at with, he uh, with his handcuff, he he goes crazy mm-hmm. and he he tries to pull himself out of it. Uh, do you think that's like a flashback to when he was in the stockade? Like how much that affected him? No, I think that he actually got lucid and was like he kind of got a little punchy and forgot where he was at, and then it's like, oh shit, I gotta. Then it's like kind of scary because um, I had this kind of experience where I inadvisedly jumped off a very high cliff in the water. <laughs> Okay. And I landed in such a way that it was a very shock to my system. And I remember being about 15 feet underwater and, like, my vision getting dim because I was in so oh, much pain. Yeah. And, like, I was just like, oh. But then I'm like, snaps, like, nope, 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 can't black out. I'm still underwater, <laughs> dumbass. Yeah. And fought my way to the top. So it's like, I think that when you're in a situation like that, that he's kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm on this roof and I'm kind of dying. That's why I'm having these crazy. So then he's like frantic trying to get out of well, it. Well, I thought it was also that he he was remembering what it felt like to be caged like that, to be maybe to be not able to get free and he just freaked out. Yeah. As I, well. This is a hell of a scene. I loved how yeah, like he's man. praying to Lord Jesus. And Michael and then Rooker. at the end he's like, "You know what? Forget you. I never had to beg and he's going to get himself out of this." Yeah, and I've heard interviews with michael rooker he's i want to say he's a fantastic actor but he's a lot like his character in this except for some of the extreme racism stuff like that Mm. um but his demeanor i could see him very easily slipping into this character he's he's definitely like a southern type guy he talks the same way he's another character actor like we talked about yeah but i love the character he's playing Mm. here i mean i don't agree with i don't agree with everything he says but it's such a good, strong, like yes, well developed character. I hated this guy. I didn't understand why he wasn't exactly. dead when I first watched it. But then on se- subsequent viewings, I'm like, that's part of the charm. Mm-hmm. I mean, not charm, the reverse of charm. The no, anti-charm. I get you. Yeah, 
that it's hard to make someone that loathsome with so little screen time. Definitely. Yeah, he does a good job. Um, so then, uh, what's his name, Jorge? Morales? Morales. <laughs> uh, tells Rick that Merle has a brother on the way back to camp. And you can see on Rick's face, he's like, oh, this is not going to go well. Um, no, no, not at all. But we, we go back to the camp, and Shane, Lori, and Carl are sitting around talking. Um, Carl's getting his hair cut. And I really liked, in this scene, the kind of uh, family-type relationship they're building between these characters right before Rick comes back. Mm-hmm. I think that's really key to the emotion behind this scene, mm-hmm. uh, behind behind the, the episodes uh, coming up in the episode uh, here. Yeah, what do you think about Lori confessing that she'd rather eat Miss Piggy uh, than Kermit Legs? Well, yeah. I think she could use the eat, uh, eat Miss Piggy. <laughs> yeah. Not an experimentation, She's, like to literally no, eat no, Miss Piggy. Yeah, yeah. Put some meat on her bones. Yeah, she needs it. Yeah, a little bit. She's pretty skinny. She, she needs more than just a couple of frog legs. Definitely. Um, so then Glenn arrives at the camp, and he's got the sirens he's blaring. He's in full woo-woo mode. Yeah, and Shane comes up, and he's just like, you dumbass, and he turns off the alarm. Yeah, everybody gives him shit. It, as as they should. Yeah, I mean, pretty dumb of him. Yeah, he's leading all the zombies back to camp. But again, he's apparently in this season 17, so i got to cut him some slack. Oh, is he? Okay. I think he looks he's so much younger than in season two. Well, in season two, he's apparently 17 as well, because... What is it, like a week has That's what I'm saying. I just, he looks like he's 25 in season two. Maybe. Oh, gotcha. I can't really talk about this without going into spoiler territory, so we'll have to kick that to, Save the, it. to the end. Definitely. Which, by the way, if you're worried about, oh, my God, are they going to spoiler? Are they going to spoil later on episodes of Walking Dead? No, no, we will not. We mm-hmm. will do so, but only after we play a musical interlude at the end of the cast. You can listen all the way to the end, have to not have to worry about uh, hearing spoilers until we play our theme song again. When I go through and edit this, I'm going to put in subliminal spoilers. I'm going to play them backwards and <laughs> all sorts of shit. You're going right. to know everything that happens. Well, aside from <laughs> Jim being an asshole, you won't hear any spoilers uh, forwards and the normal speeds. Oh, oh, no. Compare me to the asshole we see later in this episode. All right. We'll see how much of an asshole I really am. Gaping. Uh, so then Rick is united with his family again uh, in a pretty touching scene. Like, he takes forever to get his ass out of the truck. Right. Forever. He right. waits like 10 minutes. What do you think he was doing back there? Because there's like the 10-minute monologue a couple characters have, and he's just chilling. Yeah. I, I think he... I don't know why he was mentally preparing himself to get out of the truck. But you can see that's what he was doing when when uh, Morales left the truck. Right. Some decent acting by Andrew Lincoln. I actually got to say, oh. Lori is terrible. His accent is terrible. His accent is terrible, but I actually thought his... And it's kind of exaggerated. I don't know if anybody would really do that in the real world. But his, no. like, just, like, body not functioning. It's so shocked at seeing his family. Yeah. No, I like this scene a lot. Okay. Um, I thought it really worked well. Uh, so then we get um, campfire stories later on from... Both Rick and Lori and uh Which is a good Shane. way for them to slip in uh tell so so we're at the tail end of Rick telling the campers everything that we mm-hmm. already know. Yeah, what happened to him at the hospital. So now they can get to the new information and the stuff that's relevant. I thought that's a well done way to do that. Yeah, yeah. So then talking about huge assholes, Ed tosses a log on the fire. Shane doesn't like it, he says there are rules. Yep. And apparently the rule is uh Shane's the only one to put logs on the fire. No, I don't. What What is the rule? Not a big fire. I got cold. They said, I guess they only burn fires to the ember. Like, they'd only have embers at night. Oh, which okay. Means, so you don't have right. an actual fire. It's just enough to like, yeah. cook with and, 
you know, stay warm. So the zombies, I guess, won't see them. Or even other humans right. won't, won't see them and come right. try to take them out. Um, so in this scene, they are really, really building Daryl up to be this badass. They're, like, talking about how much Daryl's not going to like it. And yeah. it's like they're saying so much stuff about Daryl, 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 mm-hmm. uh, which is A whole awesome group because- of armed men are worried about this man coming <laughs> back. Yeah, what he's going to do when he finds out about Merle. And... Daryl is like my favorite character in this sure. series by far. Uh, so I just love every time they pump him up to be a badass. It's so cool. Uh-huh. Um, but then we go to the next scene and uh, Rick is in the tent with Lori and he's laying down the unintentional guilt trip. Uh, he doesn't know what happened between Lori and Shane, but everything he's saying is directly applicable to that. I right. knew you were alive. Like, right. like he's basically saying you should have known and you should not have screwed Shane. Yeah. Even though he doesn't realize he's saying it. It's so good. Yep. He's just stabbing that right, slipping that right <laughs> into the, the rib cage. Yep. He's got pictures and rings and, and then, then at the end of this, they, uh, turn down the lights to get a little intimate. And, uh, Lori's pretty sure that he won't, the car won't wake up. Yeah. Now, how do you think he's, she's so sure about that? Well, you know, her and Shane just make so much noise. <laughs> you think? Yeah. You think they've done the same thing that Rick and Lori are about to do? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think you're right about that. <laughs> um, and, and what's interesting about that is they then cut outside to Shane, who's sitting there basically watching their tent, right? Mm-hmm. And he sees the light go down. He knows what's going and on. And I love how they they silhouetted him against a, um, like, sky that has electric not electricity thunder and lightning yeah, yeah. peeling over it so it's like they really got this almost you know frankenstein monster-esque quality to that yeah and it's very like indicative of his mood there too mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it really highlighted that well yeah um so then we're it's daytime again uh rick wakes up late everybody's already up and at him uh he's slept for a while because apparently he hasn't slept for a while right um and the kids find a zombie yes and everybody runs over. They they start screaming. Everybody runs over and starts beating the zombie mercilessly uh-huh. uh, to little effect until Dale steps up with an axe and just wrecks it. its head off. Yeah, decapitates it. It takes a village to beat a zombie, apparently. <laughs> apparently. This was very reminiscent to me of Shaun of the Dead, where they're in the bar... And they've got the one bartender zombie, and they're just beating him to the sound of Queen. Yeah, and I don't, <laughs> I don't know that we covered this in last uh, episode two's uh, the guts episode, hmm. but they play about once per episode some scene of zombie violence for fun. Yeah, like when they were putting those guts on, it was very gross, but it was also funny because the mm-hmm. sound effects were over the top. This thing where they're all literally standing around taking turns, <laughs> hitting this pinata, and the yeah. sounds that they make? Yeah. Ridiculous. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Daryl. And then Daryl comes up. Yeah. finally meet the badass that is Daryl Dixon. Finally, he's been walking around in the woods for apparently days. Uh, comes strolling out. All by out, himself. Says he's been tracking that deer for miles. And right. he he's not even... I love how he's not afraid. He's just annoyed. Yeah. He's like, God damn it, that was my deer. Right. And, and why'd like, you take it, zombie? Yeah, do you think we could, uh, yeah, as he viciously kicks it, it's like, do you think we <laughs> yeah. can cut around the gnawed-on parts? <laughs> Shane's like, like no, I wouldn't risk he it. Yeah, he hasn't given up the whole, the dream. Yeah, yeah, he still wants that deer. Uh-huh. Uh, that's, oh, that's my favorite part of Daryl. He doesn't, he doesn't care. He's not scared. Right, right. Uh, but then he gets a little violent when they tell uh, Daryl about Merle. What what happened to him? And mm-hmm. at this point, I'm thinking, 
Daryl seems like a wild card. I mean, we know the demeanor of his brother, right? And and knowing that they're brothers, you would assume Daryl has a similar demeanor. So I'm kind of worried about where Daryl is going in this group. Right. And he's ready to kill Rick. Like, he takes a knife out, he's going to stab him. Kill yeah, him. he's going to come up. And yep. then I think it's interesting how uh, Rick and Shane instantly go into cop mode. Yeah. Like, yep. Rick grabs him in a submission hole, and then Rick gets down there and starts reasoning with him. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Um, next scene. Uh, Rick decides that he's going to head back into the city with Daryl. Right. Uh, and Lori basically volunteers him. Yeah, because... Says, yeah, he'll go. Daryl's, like, you know, saying, you know, what the hell? You left my brother out there. What what mm-hmm. kind of bullshit is this? And Lori's like, well, Rick's going to show you where he's at. Yeah. And Rick's like, well, okay. I'm glad we got this settled. <laughs> yeah, because earlier he had mentioned, hey, I want to go back for him. Uh-huh. Uh, and Lori didn't seem to like that too much. But now she's volunteering him. Right. Uh, and Shane thinks it's a terrible idea, which... I think it is too. How, how can you blame him? Uh, and <laughs> he had a funny line there where he's talking about Merle, and he's, he's like, "Yeah, you can't believe you're going to go back for a douchebag." And Daryl's like, "Hey, watch your mouth." And he's like, "Choose your words more carefully." Shane just says, "No, I did. I douchebag's what I meant." <laughs> yeah, right. And it's hard to argue, but there again, yeah, we yeah. see Daryl. I'm sorry, Shane. He is the survivalist. He's like, "This does not make sense." Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, this guy was ready to condemn six people to death. Rather than send other people in the group on after them. So you can imagine mm-hmm. what he thinks about one person who is Merle. Yeah. You can even, you know, it's like, I already got my, you know, I'm, I'm up to my ar- armpits and assholes in this camp. I up got, to my lobes. and Yeah, I got Ed, <laughs> I got Daryl. You going to bring back Merle? Mm-hmm. You know, one more person I need to beat the teeth out of? Yeah, yeah, he doesn't like it one bit. Nope. Um, so, so there's an interesting relationship here and i want to ask you what what you think of this dale um before rick leaves dale confronts him and says hey we we want one of those guns whatever Mm -hmm. uh we need parts for the rv stuff like that and and jim's there Uh, that's his name right jim jim yeah Yeah. and he he makes negotiations like he's part of daryl's or i'm sorry dale's part of the group yeah so they're they're obviously like different factions within this group so far right. and dale seems to be leading one with jim what do you think jim's connection with dale is because he seemed very possessive of the rv itself yeah i don't is that know. his rv is that dale's i don't know because i don't even think we i don't know that there's an answer to that question because if i recall jim's backstory correctly he is a father okay. who lost his wife and kids in a zombie horde like, okay. you know, they're running right behind him. And I think he tells the, 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 the story later on, or he tells it in the comic one of the two that, you know, it's like they were there and then they're kind of ripped from him and, mm-hmm. and he's only able to get away because the zombies are distracted by them basically eating his family. So he's kind of a haunted guy. I have no idea what his connection with Dale is, but mm-hmm. I think for whatever reason, Dale is taken in. It seems like Andrea, Amy, Jim, mm-hmm. Dale are a group and then you've got morales and his his family and then you got t-dog who's kind of he's almost his, a loner yeah. he's kind of on his own and so is jackie and you um, got shane laurel and Lori and carl right right, right. Um, so and rick of course and, and you're right that there doesn't seem to be a very obvious leader i mean shane is kind of the de facto leader it seems like uh-huh with the group and they're kind of deferring to him because he knows how he worked equipment and all that kind of stuff but yeah you know, definitely right for the picking or right for the organizing. This group yeah, is. I, I feel like you hit on something there. Um, the ability to work on the equipment or work the equipment 
um, seems to be kind of the guiding factor here in, yeah. the, in the early going. It's practicality. Yeah. Shane knows how to do stuff, so everybody gets behind him. Um, so then uh, Shane and Carl are failing to catch frogs, and the girls are chatting about sex toys. Uh, <laughs> and Ed is the biggest asshole ever. Yes. I don't like this scene between Shane and Carl. Why? Because you're never going to catch a frog like that. No, but... <laughs> I mean, I see what they were trying to do with the connection between those two. I, eh, I don't know. I just don't really care for Shane very much right now, so it's, yeah. it's hard to get behind them connecting. Yeah, and what do you think about um, the division of labor, labor comment? This is like, oh, every yeah. once in a while the show will go like racial... Uh-huh. And we'll go gender. Well, obviously, first episode it does. <laughs> right. Um, what do you think about the women kind of complaining about the division of labor and the fact that the men are, in this case, just goofing off doing nothing? It, well, that was the bullshit part, right? Like, right. they're legitimately not doing anything. You're never going to catch a frog like that. They can't say they're catching food. But even, like, I saw that Ed was taking a turn, like, doing a watch out or look out. Was he? Episode. It just yeah. seemed like he was disapprovingly looking over at the nah, women. he was actually up on the RV at one point in either this episode or the last one. Oh, uh, okay. And my thought is, you know, why don't the women get to take a, sh- sh- uh, uh, a shot at that? Why don't some mm-hmm. of the men, you know, I would think that if nothing else, you'd want a guy with a gun down there with the group washing clothes so a zombie doesn't come and get them. And all they got is in their hand is sure. a wet piece of underwear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, why don't the guys help out more? Uh, I don't know. I I wonder if they – because it doesn't seem like they're out of the camp, like, hunting or anything like that, except for Daryl. Right. Uh, Shane just seems to be there for protection, I guess, to keep his eyes open. But, I mean, isn't that why you have Dale and why you have a lookout and all these rules and stuff? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, does, it doesn't seem to me like – like they, the guys are really taking an initiative there. Right. They're just kind of like, oh, this is how it's going to be. Right. So, um, where are we? Oh, yeah. Uh, Lori tells Shane to stay away from her family. She runs down there. Why? Uh, totally chews out Shane. Why, why, is, why is Lori doing this? Uh, it's because Rick is back and Shane had told her that he was dead. But doesn't she, I mean, why wouldn't, Shane is taking very good care of her family. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. she at least want an explanation? That's what I don't get. It's just, you stay yeah. away from me, you're dangerous. And, like, what does that do to Carl? Because, yeah, I don't know. I just think that it's kind of a tragedy that she handled it this way because yeah, it's kind I, of this, I guess, is all a tragedy. I totally don't agree with the way she handled it. She didn't even ask, like, what the circumstances were with Shane. Uh-huh. Uh, because, obviously, he thought Rick was dead. He right. wasn't lying on purpose, um, but I don't. She just overreacted, right? Uh, which I could, I could see. I mean, she was a little freaked out when he came back. She didn't know what to think. Uh, but I loved your line: "Tell it to the frogs." I oh mean, yeah, <laughs> I would tell Shane the same thing. We we say that a lot. We do, yeah. <laughs> um, so then the group arrives at the uh, department store, and Daryl shoots a zombie in the head. Just a really quick scene. Uh, takes it out with a crossbow. Uh-huh. And you you made a comment about the crossbow. I think the crossbow is the ultimate zombie killing weapon yeah it's, it's pretty silent good. reusable ammunition mm-hmm. uh effective very effective there's not much not to like about it definitely uh not much not to like about the character wielding it either uh-huh. daryl's pretty awesome so here we get to uh kind of the climax of the episode here and ed decides that carol's had enough fun with the girls 
uh, and Shane gives him a well-deserved ass kicking. Just, I mean, we're talking broken jaw, yeah. broken orbital bone, like broken hand skull, on Shane's part, sc- skull fractures, mm-hmm. detached retina. That's a that's a beating that's going to be a while to get to come back from. It, yeah, he beats that guy. He says like I'm going to beat you to death. He practically did. This is basically like do you have you seen Goodfellas? Uh yeah, yeah. You remember when the the head Goodfellas, oh hell what was his name? When he he that uh, his girlfriend said that the next door neighbor had like hit her or threatened her and he went over to cross the street with that gun and beat the dude's face in. Oh, I don't remember that part. He's like, move your hands. And the guy moves his hands. He just resumes beating him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Henry. He says, I'm going to beat you to death. Shane does the same thing. I'm yeah. going to beat you to death. And then he delivers another vicious punch to his head. That was a good fellow style beating. Yeah, it was a serious beating. Uh, so how much of that beating do you think was just uh, Shane defending Carol versus how much of it was him taking his anger about Lori out. Uh, I think 100% of it was about him because he saw how he dealt with the ass. I mean, I don't know. It looks I mean, like certainly Ed, he didn't like Ed, Ed and, hitting Carol. Ed and him have been running, have had some run-ins before. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say 90% was him taking his frustrations out. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10% was defending Carol's Ed, honor. Ed needed or ass. Ed, Ed needed yeah. this. Yeah. That's probably about what I'd say. Um, so then in the last scene, Daryl and the rest of the gang arrive on the roof, and they find Myrtle's severed hand. Yep. Um, one, um, yeah, and that's basically... And that's it. Daryl screams a couple times. a cold and, opening. That was a cold closing. <laughs> yeah, it was. Really, really cool. Yeah. I, I love this scene. What do you think? Um, one thing we didn't talk about is Lori kind of like going back and forth in her decision. She volunteers Rick, hmm. but then the next scene when Shane and uh, Rick are actually arguing about you know this is stupid. Why are you doing this over Merle? She's uh-huh. kind of like, yeah. Why are you doing this? Do you think the writers forgot that they just had her do this? No, or? no, no, no. Here's what I think happened um, when she volunteered uh, oh. Rick to go. I think she was tossing that ball to the group, saying, "Talk him out of this." Uh-huh. He's he's a fucking lunatic. He wants to go back. I know none of you will let him. So here's the ball. Run with it. Right. And they didn't. They they let Rick talk them into it. So that's what I think happened there. Uh, but that's it. That's the whole episode. It's a pretty quick one. Right. Um, do we want to do an outro and then spoilers? Hmm? Uh, I think so. Um, if you'd like to keep up with what Jim and I are doing, uh, you can find all of our uh, previous casts, um, all the things we've written for the site. Uh, at baldmove.com if you'd like to give us feedback again we're probably going to read a lot during the season one recap but if uh you know season 2.5 is right around the corner if you want to get your thoughts in on that uh email us at watching dead at baldmove.com you can also follow us on our facebook uh, fan site facebook.com slash baldmove and twitter at baldmove um those are good ways to keep like up to date with this moment that our podcast drop and if you want to just shout us out a link or something um, if you want to actually support our cast, the best way to do that is to uh, give us five-star reviews on iTunes or positive reviews. I mean, obviously, you can give us one-star reviews, but that's not really supporting <laughs> us now, is it? Yeah. And also subscribing, even if you don't use iTunes. If you have iTunes, you subscribe to our podcast. It helps us you know, build the traffic and rankings, which gives us more um, you know, people exposed to our cast. Yeah, we love exposing ourselves. Finally, if you like to support us directly with some filthy, filthy lucre, the oh, filthier yeah. the better. You can use our Amazon affiliate link at amazon.baldmove.com. How that works is use that link. It redirects to Amazon. 
anything you purchase in that session, a teeny tiny percentage goes to us to help us pay for our bandwidth bill and keep our hard drive spinning and the lights in the bald move headquarters on. Keep us in beer too. Yes. Lots of beer on this Although cast. you just had a new year resolution. You're I giving did. up beer. Yeah. Giving up carbonation. Carbonation. No sodas, no beers. Uh, pretty much just. So like you are switching the heart. You're doing the reverse <laughs> you're, you, I'm going to quit people, drinking. Nope. Most people switch to beer uh-huh. after they've had too much hard liquor. You're switching to hard liquor after having too much beer. Yeah, yeah. I uh, hard, hey. hard liquor, wine, coffee, water, tea. That's Anything about it. Anything that keeps more Johnny Walker in this house is a good thing, I think. <laughs> well, it won't be there for long. <laughs> anyway, that's it for the episode. Thanks for tuning in. Stay with us through the music if you want to hear spoilers. And if not, until next time, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. See you. We're back with the spoiler section. Do you have anything to talk about? I had one tongue-in-cheek spoiler. Uh, okay. We're talking about Glenn, how much he grew, or yeah. how much he changed or aged, I guess, in my mind, between season one and season two. Hmm. I think Ma- Maggie just made a man out of him. I'll buy her lonesome. <laughs> yeah. The farmer just... daughter's, uh, farmer's daughter took him and made a man out of him. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So do you have any other spoilers? Because I got one final juicy one. Uh, well, I just really liked to see, to to come back and see how this group has not really formed into a cohesive unit yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Rick hasn't been on the scene to kind of uh, set up a hierarchy, I guess, to, right. to be the leader. It shows Rick's leadership skills um, really matter in this group because we see later on he is the definitive leader. Right. Uh, whereas now they're kind of factioned off. Nobody is really talking to anybody. They're bartering within themselves. Right. Like it doesn't make any sense until Rick comes into the picture. Right. So that was pretty cool. Um, let's talk about who's okay. So in season two, we find out that Lori's pregnant. Yes. Let's talk about whose babies this is because Shane is sure it's his. And I kind of get from Lori's viewpoint that maybe she suspects it is too, Mm -hmm. but yeah, like we, you and I have speculated, and this is all a little bit of speculation, but I don't think – surely Shane and Lori didn't start having sex from day one of the disaster. No. The hmm. way they portray, portrayed it on film, I'm thinking the time that Shane, like, rape-stalked her hmm. was probably the first time they had sex. Really? Or one of the first times. Okay, because in the first episode, you were saying that it was not the first time that they had made out or whatever, but – but I didn't know if that extended to actually having sex or not. Hmm. Yeah, I can't remember. Because you, I... you, you seemed like to be on the side of they had already hooked up at that point. Well, I, and well, I was on the other the side. Point... Now I think we flip-flopped. See, the point I was making is when I see two adults making out that hard, mm. I'm thinking that they're either already having sex or having sex is going to happen like within 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. Maybe this was it. Right, but the point is, we also see Rick get some within mm. a day of Shane, and I don't think you were with me. It's like, there's no way Shane has been doing this for more than a week. Yeah, yeah. So how in the hell can anyone be sure until we see this baby pop out and we examine its lobe size, whether it's <laughs> yeah. Rick or Shane's? I don't think you can. Do you think um, that we're mistaken and that, that Lori and Rick and Lori and Shane did have a pre-existing relationship i'm pretty sure they did i mean the comment that she makes that carl isn't going to wake up 
in the tent. I think that basically yeah. says See, it I all. I thought you were joking. You no, really no, no. think that I'm is... I'm serious. Yeah. Huh. I think that's her saying, oh, Shane and I did this before. Well, see, that's the thing is, like, if I were in a zombie apocalypse with a woman and my son was in the tent, he's five, I'm pretty damn sure once he goes to sleep, he's not waking up for nothing. Yeah. Just because I know my kid. I haven't, I I haven't test-fucked anybody to, <laughs> to like, calibrate right, that. Right yeah. next to him in a cot. No, I haven't. I, yeah. didn't, I don't need to do that to say that he probably will not wake up. Gotcha. I don't know, just the guilt trip that he was laying on and the detention with Shane in that scene, mm. him sitting outside, it felt very much to me like she was making a comment about that. Interesting. But I could be reading too much into that. All right. So, but but either way, within a week, it could be either of their children. Yeah. You, you, you have no way of knowing. I would think. I mean, I'm no biologist. Because she's not showing yet, you know? No. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, and a girl not... that thin would probably show almost immediately if she was going just shut, to. Just shut up. Shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Like, she could probably be two, three months pregnant and not be showing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't, like... <laughs> wait, season... How long has it been? Dude, it's... season two is, like, a, less than a week after season one. Yeah, but we don't know how long they've been on that farm. Look, I just know that Rick hasn't been in the hospital for longer than a month. Sure. Without attention. So I'm saying there's no way that Rick and, and or Lori and Shane has been on the run for more than a month. Well, okay, when does morning sickness start? I mean, I, I don't know about this the stuff. The first but... month you're pregnant. Okay. That's usually the so, first sign that women think, oh, shit, I might be pregnant. Or, so, oh, good, So I'm that's pregnant. what she just started experiencing. That puts yeah. it a month ago, which is right around exactly now. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It just seems like... Right? Uh, I, like I said, I don't know, man. I'm not a fertility expert. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if Lori's sitting there in the tent with her thermometer and Well, neither is she with her stuff. morning after pills. No. <laughs> Apparently. No. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think that, uh, it seems like the show wants to be up in the air. Yeah. But the way that, or they've, they've, they've given them the wiggle room for it to be up in the air, but the way they're portraying it. Uh, seems like I don't know. For some reason, I feel like it's Rick or uh, it's uh, Shane's kid. I, it would certainly create more drama, right? And that's that's the way what it you works need. out in the comic. Oh, oh I see. Did know but that they could be zigging where the comic zag. They do that that's time true. and time again. Yep. So I could. I mean, it's up in knows. the air, man. Right. I don't know. I kind of hope it's Shane's, just because it'll be more drama. Right. I'm a drama llama. Yeah. <laughs> you like the baby drama mama or baby mama drama <laughs> sure throw a llama in there and i'm sold <laughs> llama llama uh, ding dong drama uh that's about all i've got for spoilers about you more than i have yeah all right the last five minutes have been crazy then that's it yes uh we'll join us in episode four which will be out uh nah, whenever yeah all right yeah we're gonna release these sometime before season 2.5 exactly sporadically yep just randomly yeah it's like when we decide. Yeah. When the <laughs> listeners have been good. <laughs> when we get a certain amount of iTunes reviews. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold these bastards hostage. <laughs> All right. That's it. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Good night.